discuss a topic that many people want to know more about and even pursue but don't know where to start. The prospect feels exciting yet daunting and yet what about that risk? The topic is financial planning and investments. My guest today is Matt Wilcock, an investment advisor representative from Central Financial Group. An Iowa native and graduate of Iowa State University, Matt's enjoyed a career in the mortgage industry and financial services since 2005, long enough to understand that the most important component of financial planning is the people doing it. Matt, welcome to Northgate Cafe. Thanks for having me. Um, so, Matt, you know, I think a lot of people listening uh, assume, they make a lot of assumptions about investments spe- uh, specifically, like, what are some common misperceptions that people have, like, do I need to be a millionaire to do investments or, you know? <laughs> sure. Um, I'd say there's a lot of misconceptions. Uh, you know, they say the average advisor or the average investor does exactly the opposite of what you're supposed to do. So when things are going well, everybody wants to buy. And when things are not going well, everybody freaks out, loses their mind and sells. So, you know, I think it's important to have some guidance there so that, you know, you can make sure that you're not doing exactly what you're not supposed to do. Yeah, absolutely. I think the the question there especially is, uh, do you have to have a lot of money to invest? Because I think that we're looking at the average average person listening here. Um, well, no. I mean, uh, people don't have to have a lot of money to start investing. I think, uh, you know, they say start early and often. And uh, I wish I could turn back the clocks and actually get in earlier when I was younger. Um, when I was in my 20s, I remember I sat down with a financial advisor and I thought, I'm not going to do what this guy thinks. I, I got other things that I want to do. And had I listened to him, I'd probably be sitting in a lot better position than I am right now. So, no, you can start early. You can start often. Uh, you, you can start investing for tiny amounts of money. So uh, that is that is a common misconception there. Absolutely. Um, I remember when I was, how old was I? I was like 19. And I had a, a friend approach me who knew knew about investments and such. And he's like, and at the time, I lived in Panama, and he's like, David, invest in property here. Um, I was like, I had some money, and back then I could have afforded to buy a property on the beach even because mm-hmm. it was so cheap. And I'm like, I don't want to spend my money on that. And then what happened? Five, six years later, Panama boomed, and it was that property was worth millions of dollars. <laughs> I'm like, no. You know, if we all just had a crystal ball, right? I know. <laughs> so, like, how do you... I guess that's the thing that gets people a little bit like, I don't even know where to start. Like, where do you start? How do you know what to do? How do you help people? Well, I take a little bit different approach to it. I mean, I uh, I kind of have the idea that uh, I only know what I know. And uh, we, you know, I run my practice with my wife and we just kind of take an approach to it that um, we just know enough to be dangerous in certain areas and then we find people. So I I really look at myself as kind of a general manager or coach. I just put the right people in the right positions. Um, The way we run our practices, I don't feel like you can be the client facing guy and the person making all the investment choices. So a lot of that stuff, we shop out to somebody else that has, you know, I, I feel like if you're sitting talking to a client, you can't be the guy pulling the strings making all the investment choices because the market's going all day long Mm. while I'm sitting and talking to clients, building plans for them, doing service for their accounts, stuff like that. So, um, as far as getting started, I feel like you need to find somebody that has a good reputation and that has a good personality that fits with you and go from there. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned, you know, not doing both, both things. Uh, what would be some specific reasons for that? Cause you, is it because, actually investing and being aware of the market you need to be 
you need to have someone who's focused in on that or that's the way I look at it. Now there's people that think they can do both and there's people that do, uh, this is more my my opinion than anything, Mm -hmm. but I just feel like, you know, stay in your lane, do what you do best. And uh, just personally, I don't want to be the guy that's picking stocks, picking bonds for people. You know, I actually just find somebody that's good at that and that I know is looking out for it all the time. And that's what they do. They do all the research. They, you know, do their due diligence. And I just do my due diligence on those people and on their on their reputations and on their track history and stuff like that. And if they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, I can always fire them and go work with somebody else. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in a way, though, then, is it more that what you're doing to kind of get people started is to assess where they're at, look at their personal portfolio in their assets and see, give advice? Or what, what, what would you say? Yeah, I'd say that's really accurate. So we take an approach that's really service-based, and then we combine that with technology and systems. Uh, so I think with all the technology out there right now, there's a lot of stuff that can really help us do better. And so we use software on a lot of stuff to make sure that we're hitting all of our clients' goals and objectives. Because one thing that we really don't like is that there's no cookie cutter plans out there. Mm. So your plan's not gonna be the same as your neighbors, you know, and so we need to make sure that we customize it to you and your goals. So we use software that helps us say, okay, here's your goals and objectives. Here's what kind of assets we're working with. Here's how much we're putting towards those goals. Inflation, pretty much anything that can impact your financial future, we can look at it and account for it, at least within a margin of error. And then, you know, I let Andrea do a lot of the customer service part of it. So we, the combination of the two of us in investments, insurance, anything that can impact your financial future, we can, we can account for it. Yeah, so you're really, you really are doing like a just a, a full analysis of where people are at. And, you know, uh, recently uh, we were, I was talking with someone who does taxes and, and she was talking about how people are sometimes embarrassed to come and show the mess of their paperwork so, you know, as they filed for their taxes. And she's like, well, that's my role. That's my job is to help organize your mess for the IRS. So I think perhaps one of the roadblocks that people might have in investments is they might feel like, well, I don't know if I have what it takes to actually do this. And yeah, that's a good point. Um, you know, we find clients that uh, do have some resistance to working with somebody because they are embarrassed about their situation. And, you know, we always tell them like, hey, guys, it's just numbers to us. Uh, you've already made the first step, which is coming to see us in the first place. You know, so you're already doing better than a lot of the other people that don't have an advisor. So I, I just look at it as um, it's it's something that they need to overcome. And it's not that big of a deal. You know, it, it's just numbers to us. We'll end up plugging them into a plan. And, uh, you know, if the situation doesn't look great, you'll at least know, you know, if the situation looks great, you'll know. So it's just taking that first step and sitting down with somebody and talking about what you're trying to do is the most important. Absolutely. And, you know, I think a lot of it, too, would be trust. Uh, Who do you trust with your money, your future? (laughs) How do you pick that person? What, What are some things that you and Andrea do that really makes people feel comfortable? Well, I just think it's doing what you say you're going to do. Um, and on top of that, it's almost all of our business comes from word of mouth, from referrals. You know, we we haven't done as much on, you know, the, the marketing side or ads and stuff like that. It's really just people bring people to us because we've done a great job for them and we do what we say we're going to do. That's, I mean, that's the bottom line right there, right, is people can trust you yeah. that you're going to follow through. Um you know, I, I feel like there's different stages of, of, of life, right? And so I'm at the stage right now where I'm a career person, I have a family, I have four kids, I'm not yet even near retirement age, uh, 
you know, and I think a lot of times people, you know, around my age are like, oh, you know, invest, you know, it's, it's like kind of, it's there, you think about it, but you don't necessarily, it's not at the forefront. And then when do you, is there ever a time where it's too late to invest or? Well, we talked about the really and often thing, but I don't think there's ever a time where it's too late. I mean, um, I've, I've had people where clients sat down with me and they cried because they knew they were, they were really in a dire situation, mm. you know, so, um, <laughs> I would, I would like to say no, because mm -hmm. I, I do, you know, financial advice for people and I want them to invest their money. Uh, well, let's change the, the, that, the, the framework of that question then. Uh, when would be ideal, you know, for people to, you know, at what stage of life should they really actively be looking to start doing investments? Well, again, I think early and often is important, um, but I get people that have had situations happen life happen where you know they got a divorce you know they lost a bunch of their assets or you know something happened to where they weren't able to save so um i guess one thing we can maybe talk about is uh for example like when people are starting to hone in and get to like age 50 or so that's kind of a sweet spot for planning when it's like okay you've you've acquired some assets because you've been working um we can start to think about you might be 10 to 15 years out from your exit so it might be start time to think about things like, you know, how do I protect my assets, like long-term care, stuff like that. Um, you might be young enough that you can still get some of those things through underwriting, but you might not be too old to where they're too expensive. Mm. So there is a little bit of a sweet spot in there that is important. I think usually 50 is kind of important. Mm. But again, the earlier you start saving for investments, the better. You know Why, why is 50 important? I, I just think it's kind of that sweet spot where um, – and I'm kind of talking on the insurance side of mm -hmm. things because you there's products that can protect the assets that you've built, uh, whether that's life insurance, long-term care type of product, or a hybrid. But if uh, age 50 is when we really start telling people to start looking for that, so they're not paying for it too early, but they're still typically old enough or young enough to where their health is good still so they can get through underwriting through an insurance company where they're like, okay, we'll take you on at this rate and it's not still so expensive that you can't afford it or it's cost prohibitive. Yeah, that, makes, no, that sense. makes sense. You know, you mentioned long-term care and I mean, most people in their 30s, 20s, 20s, don't even, that's not even a, I would say a thought. I don't think about it. And even, even people that are older think that it's not gonna happen to them, but the statistics are there. Hmm. I mean, people that are above age 70, it's like it's like one out of two of you is probably going to use it at some point. Mm. So it's it's something that's really expensive. It can completely demolish your portfolio because you have to spend your assets to pay for that kind of stuff at, you know, 70 plus thousand dollars a year by today's standards. And that thing's inflating more than your gas and your groceries are. So it, it's just something that's if people don't plan for it, it can actually derail your entire plan. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, and I, and that's the thing is I think, I think that we oftentimes don't think ahead and then sometimes we feel it's too late. And so kind of what I'm hearing you say is start thinking ahead, talk to the right people. Uh, but at the same time, it may or may not be too late. There's always a, a way to think outside the box and, and come up with a solution if you, if you waited or delayed on some of these things. Yeah, I'd say that's accurate. So, you know, everybody has a primary, like, reason to wake up in the morning like this is this gives you life you know we all have jobs some of us have jobs we love and i think the ones who love it there's a purpose behind it there's a there's a there's a reason we love it and so what what would give you the most satisfaction about 
what you're doing? Uh, I like I love the service aspect of it, of being able to help people and impact their lives. Um, I will blame my wife a little bit for getting me into this business in the first place because she was a blind date with me and the the only blind date I've ever been on. And I was working in mortgages. I didn't like it, and she knew it. And she said, "You're in the wrong business." So she t- tried to convince me to get into the business, and uh, it took about two years of of actual convincing before I I made the leap. And, you know, a couple of years later, we ended up merging our books together and working together and in, in kind of an insurance investment tandem. And it, it's really just blossomed into something nice where, you know, we've got a nice client base. We can really change people's lives for the better and uh, get them on the right track or at least let them know where they're at. So, mm-hmm. you know, if somebody's not in a good position, we can make some recommendations. If they are, they at least know. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there are people who, now that you've been in this industry for a while, you know, that you've seen the results over time. I know you can't promise anything, and that's not what we're doing here. But <laughs> Yeah, I like that caveat. Yeah, but um, there are obviously people who you've been through their journey from for a while now. Yeah, one of our, our most uh, impactful things that it really makes our day is being able to tell somebody, hey, you've done a great job saving, we've done the numbers, we think you can retire if you want to. Mm. And especially when somebody's working at a job that they might not like anymore or they're just really just tired of it and they just want to move on to the next step, being able to tell them that is uh, is really a cool thing because mm. it you see it change everything about them. Because a lot of times people don't know. And I've had people where they were in a great spot and they probably could have retired years ago, but they didn't know because they never really sat down and looked at the numbers. So... You know, like I told you before, with our software, we can tell somebody within a certain margin of error, like, hey, you've got a, you know, 80% chance of meeting all your goals and not running out of money in your lifetime. Well, so when we tell somebody, hey, it looks really good to us that you can retire if you want to, it's just really a nice feeling. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, by the same token, I, I imagine there are people who, like you said, want to retire, but then they're like, actually, you'll be, you can't. <laughs> You know, I have had to have the conversation with people before where it's like, hey, um, you're probably going to have to work for another year, maybe two, um, sometimes even worse than that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it is what it is, but at least people know. Mm-hmm. You know, I have had to tell a guy one time, <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget this. He said, hey, I'm, I'm losing my mind at my job. And if I don't leave, I, I feel like something bad's going to happen to me. It's stressful. It's, it's detrimental to my health. And we did the numbers. And I said, I just don't see it. I, I you know can you go work somewhere else? If you could go work somewhere else and make 20 grand a year, that will work. We could probably make things work that way. And he goes, yeah, I'll do that as long as it don't have to be here. Mm -hmm. And so we actually, through our network, went out and found him a part-time job where he could make a little bit more than what he thought. And he rode off into retirement and worked part-time for about five years and was good to go. Absolutely. You know, uh, one of the things, too, that... Many people, obviously no one is, is really prepared for when there's a family death or ready to inherit something. I mean, it's not like most people aren't there waiting for their loved one to pass on so they can inherit their mm-hmm. money. You know, it's a shock. It's, it's, a, it's an aftermath of that. And, but yet sometimes there are situations where people receive quite a bit of money and at once and then they, what do you do with that all of a sudden? And have you run into those kind of situations? Yeah, it actually happens quite a bit. And um, the the family death thing is something with, this is where my wife really shines. Um, she comes in and really takes control of everything. 
that the client needs uh, as far as paperwork goes, um, just consoling them, letting them know where things need to be happening and how things go. Um, but yeah, sometimes people inherit a large block of money and they're not ready for it. We've had clients that, you know, were essentially on, on Medicaid and received large sums of money from their family and it's, it's completely game changing. And then we have to sit down and do some planning. So, you know, when you go from having very little to having a lot, it's, everything's different and your views on money are probably a little bit different than somebody that's already had money before. So it takes a little bit of discipline and planning for us. Um, you know, because it's, it's difficult when somebody inherits a bunch of money and all of a sudden they're like, you know, wow, I can go out and totally spend all this. Mm -hmm. And, and a lot of times they, they want to, I mean, we've had people where I had to have hard conversations with them. Like, Hey, you're going to be out of money in 10 years. You keep doing what you're doing. And so, um, it just, you know, takes a different eye on things. We, we plug things in, make sure that it makes sense. And, uh, sometimes you do have to have some hard conversations with people. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, and you know, you mentioned Andrea a few times, and I think that's one of the things that makes you guys very unique is that it really is a husband and wife duo. Uh, I think that can make a lot of people feel really comfortable, especially as they're talking about their assets and their money and, uh, it's, 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 it can feel much more relaxed and personal. And Andrea, I mean, she's, she's great. Like she knows how to make people feel really comfortable. Um, so what would you say are your strengths and Andrea's strengths and how are they compatible? Well, first of all, they're totally different and, uh, it's caused us to butt heads a few times. Um, but the things that she's really good at are usually the opposite of the things that I'm good at. So, uh, we really, it's kind of a yin yang type of thing where, you know, I can be crunching numbers and building plans and talking about investments. And, you know, she can be talking about somebody's dog and their kids and their grandkids and what's going on with their family. Um, so, and I'm not, I'm not selling short what she does. I think it's incredibly impactful to our business. Um, but I tend to get a little bit too technical and she tends to bring me back to life sometimes. So it's uh, between the two of us. And then, you know, we, we do a lot of the planning and stuff together and it just really makes things nice for the clients because they're, they're sitting there going, okay, this is a real couple that we're dealing with. You know, they run a business together and, um, it, I think it just makes us feel more real to them. So when her strengths and she also keeps me in line as far as, you know, making sure everything gets done, she's a lot more organized than I am and she listens better. So when we're sitting in an appointment, you know, she'll be like, when we're recapping things, she'll say, Oh, you know, did you think about that? And I'm like, I don't remember hearing that, mm. but you know, she pretty much hears everything, remembers everything when I might've been over there crunching numbers or, you know, thinking yeah. about what type of investments that I'm you were going geeking to out. Yeah. I totally geek out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's me in my industry too. In marketing, people are talking about their businesses and I'm envisioning their brand and I'm envisioning all the possibilities. And then there's a couple of details missed and, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but you know, that's because we're passionate about what we do. And I think that's important, uh, that you do have that passion, uh, for those numbers. Um, and you and Andrew just make a great team. We've talked a few times about the journey and, you know, oftentimes financial planning and investments, it's the long haul approach. It's not instant, you know, it's not like get, get rich quick. <laughs> right. It's more about like protecting your future and ensuring it in a sense. Um, do you have anything to say along those lines as people are, I think oftentimes people have a mis misperception on, on the how long things can take uh, as you're with them in that journey? Sure. Well, I think, first of all, people are living longer than they've ever lived. So we have to start planning for a lot longer time frame 
for people uh, as far as when they retire to when they you know are potentially going to die um, now on that same token uh, you know, the market has been really crazy lately it's been up it's down it's it's sideways and so you know we really feel like that losses are going to hurt somebody a lot more than gains help them so especially when they move into retirement you know we like to build in products that, or services that will help prevent those losses so like for example if uh we might build in a stop loss to somebody's portfolio so that if the market starts tanking we get out of the market you know we shift into things that are a little bit you know more safe um we might blend in some insurance products that have some guarantees built into them to help hedge their risk so all of those things are are geared towards making people last for the long haul we might build in some products that you know help for income you know stuff like that because since people are living longer, they're going to have to make sure that their money lasts longer. So, you know, all of those things can potentially impact somebody's future, especially when they're they're going to possibly be retired for 30, 40 years. You mentioned ups and downs and certainly the pandemic. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that was a crazy year. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know you can't share details, but generally speaking, how was it navigating people through that that whole situation? You know, that's it's a time that we've never seen before. Um, I, I'd say it's a time that we've never seen before in, in my lifetime or while I've been in the business, but I don't think anybody's ever seen anything like that. So, you know, I talked about some of the partnerships I have with fund managers that help manage my clients' portfolios. And even some of them were kind of throwing their arms up going, we don't know what to expect here. You know, I had clients calling me and saying like, hey, we think it's going to drop even even half of what it's done already. Um, and so it, a lot of it was just having conversations. I spent so much time on the phone with people just calling them and saying, hey, you know, we're making some adjustments. It's going to be okay. At least we think it's going to be okay. You know, I can never guarantee anything when it comes to this, but, you know, just calling them and letting them know we are doing things to try to minimize your risk or try to minimize your loss. Um, because again, uh, losses hurt you a lot more. So if we can shift everything away from the market, and so it was, it was kind of weird because, you know, the market, it dropped so fast in 2020 and then it rebounded so fast. Like, I don't think anybody ever expected it to, and it was kind of going against everything that, you know, any modern economics say. So it was, um, it was crazy. It was just having a lot of conversations, letting him know that, you know, we're not just sitting on things. We're actually working to try to make things better and then just trying to figure out what's going to happen next. So um, it, fortunately, it rebounded really quickly and it's done really well up to that point. We've seen even 2021 was great. I mean, it's a phenomenal year for returns. Yeah, no, I think that's it's really interesting because the pandemic is unlike anything we've ever seen before. There was really no way to analyze the, you know, it wasn't like, was it 2008, right? That <laughs> And that recovery took how many years on average was it would it take for people to recover from 2008 yeah it depended on their how they were invested but it took um you know some people four or five years plus to get back to even mm -hmm. you know what what a lot of people don't realize is that you know we talked to get about losses impacting you a lot more is that you know when you lose a certain amount you got to gain more than you lost to get back to even so a lot of people are like oh i lost 40 percent. i need 40 percent to get back in well not to get back to even that's not the case mm -hmm you know, you need a lot more than 40%. So um, that's one of the, the big, big misconceptions is about loss versus gain is that, you know, if you can avoid that major meltdown loss, uh, you don't have to gain nearly as much back to get it back. Mm, absolutely. Well, certainly uh, anyone looking to uh, invest, 
financial planning, estate planning, insurance, so on and so forth. These are all things that 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 really matter. Um, we don't often. Some people don't often think about them. Some people think about them all the time. Uh, as Matt has said, uh, you know, start now. You know, don't don't delay. You know, um, if you're looking for a place to to get the help you need, get some advice. I I can definitely recommend Matt and Andrea. And uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. So you, you can find them. Your website is mattandandreawilcox.com, Correct. Yes. Yes. So you can find them on mattandandreawilcox.com, folks. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. I'm like, is that right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, it's just as simple as having a conversation. And I think that's the thing. You know, even in my industry in marketing, uh, you know, people come to us because they don't know what to do in marketing. Right. They're like, I think my brand's okay, but I don't know. Or our website, is it dated or not dated? What is SEO anyway? And we navigate them through what is SEO? Where is your SEO at? Or uh, social media marketing, what works, what doesn't work, consumer psychology. These are all things that most people don't think about every day. I don't think about your industry and right. what you do every day. I don't want to think about it. And I think that's where a lot of people are. I want to have the results and the benefits, but I don't want to have to think about all the possibilities, like doing my exactly. taxes. I don't want to do my taxes. Right. <laughs> so I appreciate people like you who who take the time to to dive in, and really it is a service to help people uh, secure their futures. Um, Matt, thank you so much for coming. We really appreciate it and uh, look forward to maybe having Andrea here next time. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. And thanks for listening, everyone.